Hello, hello everybody and welcome to Wednesday happy hour. Cheers. You've made it halfway through the week. Congratulations. Hopefully it's been a good week for you all. Hello everybody. Thanks so much for joining in. I am super excited about today's guest. Uh, the one and only Emily Williams Reeves is joining us. <laughs> My fake husband on countless photo shoots. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> He's a Land Cruiser guy. He's awesome. Nice. Emily's we, qualified we for whatever she sets her mind to. <laughs> yeah. Chad, you're awesome, dude. That's cool. So so tell us about Flying Sparks now. Getting back to that. Yeah. Flying Sparks Garage yes. is what? <laughs> okay, so um, Aaron had done a bunch of diesel swaps early on. It uh, was probably, what year was it? 2000? 2001? Uh, it was later than that. It was probably 2006. 2006? Yep. Um, he had done a bunch of common swaps on various vehicles, and he was like, I'm going to start a YouTube channel doing this. And so he did, and he started making videos, and it was a thing until he decided, eh, I'm getting all of these people wanting me to do diesel swaps, and I can't make any money doing it. It's dead in the road. I'm not doing this. And so he, he quit doing those videos. Um, Years down the road, he had gotten me headers for Christmas for Roxy, and we had her on the dyno, and um, the oil system just took a dump. Like, oil, oil pressure dropped, and we had just done a dyno pull, and it was like 460 horse to the tire. I felt great about it because it was just a Bolton's car. And I was like, get it, Roxy. And then the down rev came and it was like, kaka, kaka, kaka. and I was like, oh, shut it off, shut it off. And I just stood there and all these dudes like standing around the car, they all just kind of like backed away. They were like, oh, no. <laughs> and that was a really tough day because we, we put Roxy on the trailer and I was like, so sad. And I was like, so where do you want to go get food? And I'm like, I can't freaking eat, babe. Roxy's broken. This is not okay. So, uh, so um, MG Treat just said, I love Flying Sparks Garage. Thank you. <clears throat> so um, after a couple of days, after I was able to take a step back and be like, we got to do something positive with this, you know, engine taking a shit, like so intensely. Um, so I was like, okay, I want to go with a bigger motor. I want more displacement. I want to get some really rad parts and I want to do a YouTube channel. And so Aaron was like, let's do it. So, um, that was the beginning of Flying Sparks Garage. And my friend Dale, who he, we actually were at his house today. We dropped off all of the footage from race week. Nice. Um, he's going to edit it for us for that series. Um, he, he and I met in the fashion industry. He worked for pennies and <clears throat> he, um, came out to our shop and he shot the intro for us and he helped, he actually built the, uh, in the shop with Emily logo and that little animation that sweeps by the screen. He helped a whole bunch early on and was one of the first people to be like, Emily, you got to do this. And I'm like, I'm just going to make some videos. And he's like, no, you got to call it a show. It's got to have a name. You've got to do like, you've got to make it a series. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm a little nervous. And so <laughs> he was so awesome and supportive and he's That's still. Cool. Um, right. And so that was the beginning of the show. And the first 
the first sort of um, season of it, it was just me building Roxy's motor. So that was great. Um, really short videos, like just didn't talk much because I was nervous to say the wrong things and be ridiculed. Now I just say the wrong things and I have <laughs> the ridicule is just, it's just there. Um, <laughs> but but uh, um, the second season I was like, Aaron, you've got to be on the screen with me because I don't want people to think I'm out here by myself. I don't want to be a poser and like, I'm a girl out here in the shop all by myself. It's not the way it is. Like Aaron is the one that got me into cars. He educates me. He, he and I research things together and he's just freaking awesome. And I'm like, you need to be on here. Plus he like balances me out. He's very <laughs> sarcastic, quiet, direct, um, just, witty you know I'm just a doofus and say goofy stuff constantly he, if he says a joke you're like you got to pay attention because <laughs> right <laughs> and you gotta you gotta pay attention to it um so our 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 personalities just balance each other out I think um, I think so too so. you guys have something great going with your your chemistry together and what you're doing and I have to say like I, I want to applaud you and acknowledge like I really <laughs> appreciate the fact that you you share your struggles and you share when things don't go well, just as much as you share when things do go well. And mm -hmm. I love, I love the honesty of, no, I'm not a professional mechanic. I really love cars. I'm learning, come learn with me and, and come along on the journey. And I, I, I think it's really just a beautiful thing that you are just 100% authentic about who you are, what your knowledge base is. And, and I, I think that's a beautiful thing. So I want to, acknowledge and applaud you on that you've done something thank wonderful. you thank you so much that means a lot it it's uh <laughs> sometimes i'm like i think i'm just gonna google this and like recite it because i don't want to sound like an idiot then i'm like oh yeah i gotta be honest and be myself and just be like right as i go because well, a lot of times it would be so much easier to just regurgitate some information and act like i know what i'm doing you know right. yeah and but you know, there's this balance of like, learn stuff. I do need to learn stuff as I go and not just be a complete, you know, imbecile in the shop, but you are, you are far from a complete imbecile <laughs> in the shop. <laughs> but, but I also you know, want to be real and be like, I've never done this particular job. Um, yeah. Actually, I did, I, I did read someone, I, I almost missed it, but someone was asking what rear end is in Roxy. Um, oh yes, MG Treat. What rear end is in Roxy? Built CTS V V2? No. So the rear end that I have in Roxy is from G-Force, and it's a strange nine-inch center section, but G-Force built the housing to where it bolts into the GTO. So nice. it's a direct bolt-in, and the half shafts are also from G-Force and awesome. the coilovers. Oh, a lot of rear suspension from G-Force, um, but it's a sick rear end. Oh, rear I'm sure. <laughs> differential. I had to redo that a whole bunch in the filming. <laughs> like, what about this nine inch in rocks? And what? Like, yeah, I'm gonna put this rear. Yeah, rear I know we gotta be so careful. Rear differential, <laughs> right? Because even <laughs> when we're using like the real terminology for stuff, it just sounds different when we say it. Oh yeah. Because I'm pretty convinced that everything, every term in the automotive world, was come <laughs> up by, with by like a 13 year old boy. And it is so hard, like working on set so many times, I'm like, so we're just gonna remove the shaft. I mean, damn it, what do I call it? That doesn't sound dirty. <laughs> what do you have to lube the shaft? I mean, come I on. how do you say it? I mean, 
And I'm like, I'm like my inner child is totally a 14 year old boy too. So I'm totally like, I'll say stuff and then I'll be like. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. We really try to keep our show very family friendly, but early on we did some goofy stuff. And yeah. like, <laughs> that's funny. It's hard not to. It is. Well, and there's also like funny things like you can just be talking about this or that and we're going to, you know, hey, are you ready to stab this tranny? And we're going to put that and then they're like, oh, gosh. Take it out of context. That sounds real bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. So funny. Um, somebody asked, actually, a couple of people have asked now what happened to Live Love Wrench. Yeah. So Live Love Wrench. Aaron and I were really, really particular about that show and about the flow of it. And so I think, honestly, it didn't have enough drama and end of the seat nail biter vibe right. to, to make it. I don't know. I mean, I had emailed um, my main contact, um, Sam Weckerly, at, at um, Discovery. And I'm like, okay, dude, like, what's the story with Live Love Ranch? And he was like, honestly the audience just wasn't there for your show. So that is what I was told. Now, I don't know, honestly, like if, if yeah. that's 100% um, the reason that they didn't re renew it. But um, at this point, we're cool. Like yeah. our, our goal is to build Flying Sparks and build the YouTube series where we have full control over the content and yeah. what we work on, you know, Shooting Live Love Wrench was really fun because we loved the people. I mean, it's the same folks that you shoot, um, yeah. that you shot All Girls Garage with. I mean, they're precious folks and super passionate about what they do and love them so much. But we weren't able to work on any of our own cars, so that was kind of hard. I mean, the different projects, while we had fun working on them, it, it wasn't the same as working in our shop on our cars that we could go beat on and have no remorse, you know? Right. <laughs> so there were all those little elements where it was it was just kind of hard and not yeah. the same. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting. So there's there's it's like two <laughs> completely different worlds. Like the the folks who watch TV and Motor yeah. Trend and versus yeah. folks who watch YouTube and I feel like there's not a ton of crossover. Like I know so many people who don't ever watch TV, they only watch YouTube and then right. vice versa only watch TV and never watch YouTube. So I feel like it's very different audiences. And I feel like what you have is, is very much a YouTube audience focus. I, and I think they really I, appreciate that, but you're right. It's not like, and I, I, I feel that way sometimes too. Like I'm not a, I'm not a character in the way that I think TV likes, right? Like that right. TV on, it's like the, the cliff, like you said, the cliffhanger and the drama and the whatever. I'm like, I yes. just like fixing cars. <laughs> yeah, like initially, whenever we first got TV offers, it was just kind of like, they asked, do you guys have a shop in town that you're competitive with? I'm like, guys, we're not. You know I mean, like we said no to so many yes. pitches and, and we oh, still, yeah. Like, we try and humor the production companies when they're like, this is going to be the next hit series. <laughs> We're ready for a Skype. We're going to send it to the, you know, I'm like, okay. You know, yeah. we do them, but it's kind of like, I know that they find talent on YouTube. Um, and so they're wanting to, you know, these production companies, they mean so well. They totally. really, but. But it doesn't always cross over. <laughs> it's just not our jam. I mean, <laughs> there, there could be a show that comes up that I'm like, 
that sounds badass. I can't wait to shoot that. Yeah. And I've done a few things for TV that I'm like, this is really fun and cool. Yeah. Or they just make it worth my time. Like I just give them a big number right. and, and they're like, okay, let's do it. And I'm like, where do you want me to be and when? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Uh, because I mean, for me, it's experience. And it's also like, if it has to do with cars, I'm going to make the best of it. It's going to be awesome. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I feel you. Like, they, I got approached by so many producers before All Girls Garage, and mm -hmm. they all wanted the drama. The, oh, yeah. like, we're going to put six women in a house together, and they're going to open up their own shop. And I'm like, you want pillow fights, not car content. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. <laughs> no, no. So, when yeah. they turn, turn you against each other. Right. Like, I have no interest in- Did you hear in... what Carla said about you? <laughs> No, thank you. Not interested. <laughs> it is hard enough for women in this industry. I don't need to make it any harder. <laughs> no kidding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I want to ask you because you're, you come from kind of a different perspective than a lot of the ladies that I've had on the show, um, on the show, on this happy hour. Um, we'll call it a show. That works. Yeah. Um, you know, mostly, you know, women who are, who are turning wrenches or painting cars or, you know, professionally that's their full-time gig and and you're like a professional hobbyist DIYer professionally yeah. it's you know, you're kind of in this interesting niche but so I'm curious your perspective on this and I, I actually just got off another podcast where we were talking about this what do you feel like are the biggest challenges facing women coming into the industry in in today's day and age like where where are we failing in attracting women where is it the schools is it the parents is it the, is it a lack of interest is it the industry as a whole like where do you feel like that the biggest challenges are hmm. well of course that's multifaceted there's so many elements there yeah. i think so like you said i'm not a professional mechanic but i do make money wrenching because yeah. of the business that I've tried to set up here. Like, yeah, we want to build stuff and adventure for our, like, that's where we want our income to be. And the way that social media is now, it's possible. You know, totally. people, people make bank posting booty pics. Why can't we make bank doing cool stuff with cars? Right? Cheers. <laughs> Dang. Agreed. Um, <laughs> So that was a little bit degrading. I didn't mean it like that. Sorry, ladies. But um, the for me, I think that <clears throat> communicating the sense of accomplishment that women can feel doing something that's like a man's job, something that's nitty gritty, it's hard, you know, torque wrenches and lugging big tires around is not easy. Like women's bodies are just kind of different. So there are challenges, but when you overcome them and you get around and you do like badass stuff, you're like, it keeps you up at night. You are stoked. And I think, I don't, I don't really know how we can do that with the school system or with some type of education, but I think, and a lot of car girls probably would agree, like the sense of accomplishment when you do something that's rad is so cool. And yeah. um, I think that women can do that and make money and, you know, professionally, or they do what, what 
Aaron and I have done, build a brand around doing stuff that makes you tick. If it's yeah. cars, if it's motorcycles, if it's boats, if it's airplanes. I mean, the, the social media world has created this platform for the, I mean, you can't get around it, the influencer. That influences people and companies want to be a part of that. If you're doing really great stuff and you're doing it with passion, companies have marketing dollars to put behind the eyeballs that see you doing what you're doing. So, I mean, if that girl's passion is wrenching, yes, she could go get a job at a dealership and work on cars and, you know, maybe cameras aren't her thing or she doesn't want to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Go get, you know, your traditional job um, that is wrenching or a technical position. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like the sense of accomplishment is a huge thing. I think, um, being intimidated is probably one of the biggest struggles and difficulties, um, because it is so intimidating to do something that, that traditionally is a, a man's job position, yeah. you know, passion, whatever. Yeah. But I think we have to realize that men get intimidated too. Um, they, they must stuff up or they don't know stuff just like we do. And I have yeah. to remind myself of that too, because I get down and I'm like, Oh, I wish I wasn't such a doof. <laughs> like, you know, there's dudes that, you know, do the same, have the same issues, you know, or yeah. the same, same problems. It's not because you're a female. Erin <laughs> just said, or fake it. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. I think that's such an important point though, because I think often people ask me all the time, like, you know, how we can be more accommodating and accepting of women as an industry. And I'm like, let's look at how we can just be more accommodating and accepting of people as yeah. an industry. Like, why do we play jokes on young upcoming technicians and tell them to go turn on the reverse air or swap up their summer air to their winter air or fill their blinker fluid? Like, why do we make jokes like that? Why do we feel the need to intimidate people who are expressing yeah. an interest in our trade, male or female, you know? Yep. I, I completely agree. I, I want to see more people be passionate about the trades um, because they're so great. I mean, that's what our country's built around is people that, the, the trades, people yeah. that get out there and hustle and make stuff happen. Yep, absolutely. Do you get, mess I would imagine that you get messages often of, you know, people saying like, you've inspired me or you've inspired my kid. Do you get those? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I cry all the time. I'm, I'm there and will be talking to me and I'm just like, I mean, did you read this one? <laughs> You're going to read this one. Cause it's just the freaking coolest. Like, golly dads that their daughters weren't interested in cars until watching our show and like our yeah. little niece. And, um, I love watching you with your niece. Like, I love that so much. I think that's like some of the best content that you put out personally. I'm biased, but I think that's awesome. Like, She's so rad, but yeah, I mean, it's the coolest. And I, and I think that's one of the reasons why I, I always try and remember, be honest that you don't know everything because yeah, there's a lot of experts that watch our stuff that could judge me for doing something wrong or not, you know, not getting my torque sequence down or whatever. But there's also a lot of people that don't know what they're doing that are inspired by me going, I'm just going to go with this and da, da 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 And then two episodes later, we're out adventuring in that vehicle. Like there's a lot of people that have projects sitting in their garage for years on end, not finishing them because they're afraid of doing something wrong or they don't feel like they have enough or 
they feel like their parts aren't good enough or there's all kinds of reasons and like we just put our junk together and go adventure in it and a lot of times it's imperfect as heck but we still go adventure but aren't we all <laughs> yeah. like aren't we yeah. all yes yeah i love it that's that's very cool so so what's like what's on the docket for you what's coming up like what should we be looking out for for you <clears throat> well i don't know if you saw the boat stuff but i saw a little bit about that yes tell me about the boat <laughs> yeah so Aaron and i have always had boats and this one boat that we found was such a good deal and and uh we shot a video on it and it happened to be like the most successful video we've ever freaking posted of all time. And I shot it the whole thing with my iPhone. I love it. Craziness. So <laughs> we've got this really cool boat and we, we want to go adventure in it more. And it needs, it needs some work. It needs a, a various, a sundry of just fixer upper kind of stuff. Um, it's That's why you got a good deal on it. <laughs> <laughs> we, exactly. We got such a good deal on it. Um, it's a 98 model. So it's, it's, it's not old, old, but it's not new. So um, we've got a list of things that we want to do to the boat to be wrenching on it. And then we've also got a lot of suggestions of people that want to see us go to various bodies of water. Okay. And I'm saying, dude, if people love watching videos of us, like the kindest comments of all time, on our boat episodes Interesting. of chilling and enjoying and having family on the water and reflecting on what's most important in life. Like wrenching on cars and adventuring in cars is so much fun, but there's also this need to unplug sometimes. Amen. And while we aren't fully unplugging because I'm filming. Poor Eric. I know. I'm like, wait he a second. Like, You're making so content like, out of I'm, this. I'm finally going to get her away from all those cameras and we can chill out. And now I'm like, <laughs> the content is so good, Aaron. Let's go shoot more. He's like, <laughs> let's go, babe. Oh, my goodness. But no, I mean, we're going to be doing more boat stuff. Um, we've got a enclosed trailer that we're going to be restoring. It's it's Ooh. a fixed rubber. We got a good deal on it too. Not as nice. good as the boat, but it was still a good deal for a forty foot enclosed. Nice. Oh, Aaron says I need to talk about the boat more. Come over here and <laughs> I don't want to. Come and say hi. <laughs> He's got more the, boat information. The the boat, like it, I mean you think ski boat, right? Not a ski boat. Twenty eight foot. Three beds, bathroom, all this stuff. We paid five grand for this thing. Nice. And That's amazing. Has, yeah. <laughs> it's a ball on it. That is incredible. Well, you've got your work cut out for you, I'm sure, though. I've seen some pictures of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really, really fun. But, it, but that's the fun good. of it. What's up? I said that's the fun of it, is the, the project. The... That's right. And, and so the, the boat is mostly good, but we're dealing with, like, silly stuff like some injectors over fueling and stuff like that and that all makes just such good videos and we want to fix oh, totally. it and it's a super archaic old fuel injection so that's going to be super fun <laughs> of course that's going to be a blast <laughs> yeah. yay i think it's extra cool though because i feel like i don't know for me i don't know about you guys but i feel like once i learned how to work on cars it was like everything else became less scary to me um, see, I told you he'd make an appearance at some point. Um, mm -hmm. 
Um, everything else became less scary. It's like that realization that everything was put together by somebody, which means I can take it apart and put it together again. And while I may not know boats, or I may not, you know, I specialized in BMW, I didn't necessarily know domestic cars, but I know I can figure it out. And so I think it's really yeah. cool to show that transfer of knowledge, like, okay, I don't know this, but I can figure this out. Get out of there, cat. Um, he's, he's like trying to like touch the screen. I'm like, this is not gonna work. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a really cool thing to be able to show that once you learn a skill, how much that transfers into other areas. That's it. And that's what we do on our channel so much. It's like, do we know what we're doing? Probably not. But the base knowledge is totally thing. Like, you just figure it out. Yep. Like it's wrenches or wrenches, bolts or bolts. Amen. If you can have some guidance from a company that's built this product, or if you just have the ability to dissect it and figure out what's going on, then we'll figure it out. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's that knowing, having the confidence in the basics, right? Like I haven't worked on everything and people are always asking me like what my favorite car is and what my, you know, <laughs> I just, it's all nuts and bolts. Like I enjoy taking things apart and putting them back together again and knowing that I can bring it back to basics no matter what it is. Like four strokes are four strokes, like nuts are nuts and bolts are bolts. Like it, you can yeah. figure it out. Once and you if you step up, it can be replaced. Totally. Totally. Yeah. In fact, the more you F up, the more you will learn. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. I love it. I'm so excited about your boat. I'm going to go outside. We're excited, okay. Tim. He's got <laughs> stuff on the grill. Yep. Oh, I'm yes. Don't burn it. it. Don't burn dinner. Mama's going to be mad. Wait, look at the front door. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll be working on the 40-foot trailer. And um, we're going to add living quarters to it. And it's nice. going to haul at least one car, possibly awesome. two. Um, so that'll be really fun and cool. Um, cool. And then we we got the Bronco driving, but the Bronco has super sketch suspension. Like, <laughs> it's bad. And brakes. The brakes are bad, too. So um, while we just did an engine swap and fuel injection on it, did you come in, bud? Um, the suspension needs love so we're going to be working on bronco suspension okay the poor the poor dotson's been sitting a year because i ripped the transmission out of it to put in roxy before drag week last year and it's oh, just wow. been sitting on the floor that poor transmission so uh yeah <laughs> there's always something so we gotta i don't want to know it going. <laughs> what's that so we'll get the dotson back up and going and beautiful Mm -hmm. All right. So lots of fun projects. And all of this will be, of course, documented on Flying Sparks Garage, right? Oh, yes. Very oh, yes. cool. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> Any events that you're going to be doing that people can come and see you at? <clears throat> hmm. You know, I don't know of any right now that, that are in my head that we're going to be going to. However, yeah. we are pretty spontaneous if um, someone invites us to something and it can work, then we might just jump in the little airplane and come see um, what's up or if it's something we can drive to. Um, Bert01234 just asked, what about the Chevy Love? And uh, the Chevy Love is such a sweet little pickup. And it actually <laughs> might be getting some love too, actually. Might be getting some little, little bit of attention. Um, it's got an iMark diesel in it and the size turbo is wrong for it. So it's super weird, like low boost because the turbo's too big. 
So we need to yank that motor out. And it's also got a really bad leak with the oil pan. So we need to yank that motor out and degrease <clears> everything <throat> and then fix the oil pan, replace the turbo. And then <laughs> it's got really bad dry rotted tires. So it'll probably do tires. Um, it never ends, the, does the it? Love need, the love needs attention as well. You're right. <laughs> the love needs love. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it love never, it never ends. Like the <laughs> the project cars, they, they, it's it's always something, isn't it? Oh yeah, so they're <laughs> never done. And even when you think they're done, they're not done. Nope, nope. Because then there's always something you want to improve or do better. Like people, Absolutely. you know, ask about even like the montage that we did in 2017 i'm like no this is done they're like but it unveiled at SEMA. i'm like but that doesn't mean it's done like I, the exhaust note isn't right i want to change that i want to re-engineer some stuff because i mean and the, the list just never ever ends True. True. <laughs> i'm scanning the comments to see if we missed any questions oh i'm sure we did i'm sure we yes did. <laughs> i was trying to uh, watch them as we were talking but multitasking is hard right so the, I, lots of very sweet comments thank yes. you guys so much for all the support everybody loves you <laughs> well i love them too so i'm curious in like you do you do all of this teaching with your nieces and like showing them and helping them work in the garage how old are they so my niece alaya who lives right next door she will be nine next okay. month Okay. And so she, she was four whenever we started the channel. So she was like a little tot and she was yeah. in the very first episode sitting on the 408 stroker. Love it. Being real cute. <laughs> um, and then our other niece, Sophie, she was in an episode recently. She and her mom just moved here from Houston. So they're going nice. to be around more. So awesome. Sophie is seven. Okay. Probably close to eight. Okay. But she's, She's a year younger than Aliyah. Awesome. And then we have a baby niece, baby Lily, that, oh. and she's she's just one year old. Oh, so a little young yet to but be in the garage. But she'll be out to stop soon enough. So do, do you find, like, there's a natural, like, are they curious? Are they interested? Like, for, for parents who are wanting to introduce, especially their, their girls or their yeah. kids in general to automotive, like, how 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 has that experience been? Their interest level in it, and do you see it changing as they get older? Maybe approaching their you know they're getting to teen years soon. Right. <laughs> they're in no, that tweener so age. Crazy. <laughs> so crazy. Well, you know her her interest has changed. Like whenever she was young, young, she was really all about I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. You know, like had the ratchet you know above her head and. and she was, you know, doing it herself. I love and, it. Um, now she's she's a little more apprehensive. Like she she kind of understands the weight of it all. Like when we were building Roxy's motor this time last year before Drag Week, she helped me set the pistons in the engine. Like she, I mean, she did a lot with me. I love and it. She, she knew that it was serious stuff. Like she wasn't. <laughs> she she was pretty aware, and I was like, dude, we got to make sure you know, all these bearings are properly greased and like, this is really important. And she's like, you know, she was pretty serious about it. Um, and so I think it's, it's, it's partially like finding the fun in it, but then also giving them enough responsibility to where when they finish, they're like, man, 
that was cool, you know, like that sense of accomplishment I was talking about. Um, I think that's huge, um, especially for little girls. I think little boys can be so crazy and all over the place when they're like, raw trucks, you know, engines, whatever. <laughs> um, like our little, um, so he's, he's, he's a best friend of Elijah. His name's Jax. He's, he's in the shop a lot with us too. And he's just like all over the place, you know, he's, he's <laughs> a little dude. You're like, hey, Pull your jets, bro. Um, but he's like, he's all about it too. So, you know, that's, there's, there's variances of their passion. And um, yeah. I don't, I don't know what I would say to, to parents that their kids just don't seem interested other than, Hey, we should go adventure in this car. Think about all the road trips. Think about all the ice cream, you know, adventures we could go on. Now you gotta help me put these wheels and tires on her. We gotta, we gotta do these brakes. Come on, let's go. I yeah. need your help. Um, that's cool. That's, I, that's great right. advice. Yep. No, that's that's great advice. And I, I also really appreciate the the sentiment about the sense of accomplishment. And I think you're right. Like particularly for girls, I think that's more of a thing, especially when they're young. I, I had a shop owner reach out to me recently. He's got a young female technician working for him, and. He's like, she's got such promise, but she's kind of struggling and I don't know how to help her. And, and so through talking through all of it, like where she was lacking was the, the sense of accomplishment and the, the kind of celebration at the end. And I'm like, when, when they're baby texts and their kids and they're like giving, giving them that acknowledgement when they accomplish something, like the high five, the you did a great job, like you you totally rocked that job and like giving them that ownership and that sense of I did that thing. Yeah. Right. And that's what builds yeah. the confidence and the desire to do more. Exactly. Yep. yep. Exactly. Amen. <laughs> Very Absolutely. cool. So we don't have much longer because Instagram likes to cut us off. So, um, Let's see, what are, what are my final questions for you um, in our last few minutes here? Um, number one, most important, I wanna remind everybody who you are and where they can find you. So where can everybody find you and, and follow up with you and catch up with you? Absolutely, so my username on Instagram is I'm Emily Reeves. And then on YouTube, you can follow us and all of our adventures if you search Flying Sparks Garage. And uh, on Facebook, it's Emily Williams Reeves. Um, but I don't use Facebook that much. I just share my Instagram posts to Facebook and kind of try and guilty. Keep God's happy. <laughs> Facebook's kind of a. It's so much. <laughs> it's so much between the YouTube and the Instagram and the Facebook. And I'm doing TikTok now. And like, oh my God, it's so much. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. you do it. All. I haven't gotten into the TikTok world. I feel like I would become obsessed with it and be like I I kind of have I'm not gonna lie I was a, I was I, super hesitant to do it and then I joined and I'm like this is awesome why haven't I joined this sooner it's so much fun I know I'd be on it all the time and then, <laughs> but I have another thing I was obsessed with and Aaron would be like really Emily you're putting me on this <laughs> so final words of wisdom let's go with that last last words of wisdom to to somebody who maybe hasn't done any exploring of getting into cars, getting hands dirty and working on things, but is interested. What's your recommendation on how, how do they get started? Well, I, I guess what I would say is 
find something that you're interested in, whether it's a car or an event or a type of racing or something, and be brave and just start sending messages to people that you admire and just say, I don't know anything about this or I'm really passionate about this. What can you tell me that I need to know? Like, we have resources at the tips of our fingers with social media and, and so many people that are really successful at certain things, when someone messages them with genuine, authentic interest and appreciates their time, not, not deserving of that, like, tell me what I need to know to start a YouTube channel. I'm like, find it out yourself. That's what I did, bro. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but I feel that sometimes. I'm like, I freaking did a bunch of research. You can too, you know. Right. Here, let me but Google that for you. <laughs> there's, there's this balance of um there's this balance of asking people that you admire for guidance. And a lot of those people will respond to you and will hit you back and be like, Hey, you know, there's a event coming up next weekend. Why don't you come join? You can watch. Or, you know, if you're wanting to learn how to drive a stick, like you know, I've got an old junkie car. We can teach you. You know, there's so many people and things and places that you can learn that you just have to be courageous and realize, hey, it's okay to not know stuff. Ask questions. She just requested to be added. If you're not familiar with this lovely lady, you definitely want to check her out. She's a phenomenal woman. And there's her beautiful face. Hello, <laughs> You're saying sweet things about me. I am. I am. <laughs> How are you? I'm awesome. Um, Eric and I are still coming off of the high of race week last week. We felt like little zombies walking around because we <laughs> we're so tired still. We're like, man. I bet. Week, but we were like, dude, I just want to sleep. How did it go? What? What? Tell. Tell us about it. Yes. So overall, it went absolutely awesome. Roxy only broke once and it was just a silly little break. Like I was shifting from fourth or third to fourth and the shifter bolt came out and the shifter comes off and like this flopping around and I'm like, wow, oh, that's, that's scary while you're driving. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I just kind of coasted and, and, and I sat on the return road and just kind of laughed to myself because it was the last day and potentially the last pass, which I didn't like that pass clearly because it wasn't a full pass. I let <laughs> off after my shifter came off, but so I made another pass after it, but I mean, <laughs> it was really funny. I, I had tools behind my seat, which I probably shouldn't race with tools in my car, but anyway, I fixed <laughs> it in the return road. <laughs> I love it. That's that awesome. The only time she broke. Uh, the whole well, that's not bad break. at all. No, <laughs> we can handle that. Totally. Somebody just asked where our drinks are. And of course, oh. um, I'll, I have to share with everybody that right before this, Emily texted me. And she's like, we're having real drinks, right? I'm like, we're yeah. really going to drink, right? Uh, yeah. So what are you drinking? So I'm having unfiltered sake. We're, Aaron's actually making Vietnamese food for dinner, and uh, I nice. love sake. So any excuse to drink sake, I'm like, oh, we have some in the fridge, and I love unfiltered sake. So very nice. Um, very that's nice. what I'm having, and it's unique. You know, like usually you have like beer or wine, but I like sake. It's super tasty. What are I you love having? it. I have whiskey, my <laughs> usual. 
straight up whiskey. <laughs> and last, um, last week I confessed that I was actually drinking iced tea in my whiskey glass, but this week it is actually whiskey. <laughs> do you have a whiskey preference or do you like all whiskeys? Um, no, I have preferences. My personal favorite is Basil Hayden. Have you ever had it? No. Mm, it's yummy. Does it, is it actually like basil infused or is it? No, is that that's just the name, but it's, it's absolutely delicious. It's caramely and yeah, yummy and just whiskey. goes down super smooth. But this is my, so funny story. This is Woodford Reserve, um, which is I like okay. Woodford. I don't, yeah. it's, it's good. It's a good like standby whiskey. Um, but right before we went into COVID lockdown, we didn't know how long it was going to last. I did a big Costco run. So I bought one of those like ginormous Costco bottles of Woodford. <laughs> and I'm proud like to I'm say run out of whiskey. it has lasted me this whole time. So I'm very proud of myself, yes. <laughs> but I'm kind of like tapped out on Woodford at this point. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Well, I think a lot of people went out and bought alcohol, especially in Texas. I heard that. Texas alcohol sales like spiked. Oh, I But a bunch sure. of people like drank all their alcohol the first few weeks. Day <laughs> drunk in quarantine. I know. And then realized this is not sustainable if this goes on for a long right, time. Right. I'm going to weaken my immune system and get this, this whole virus that everyone's on a buzz about. I know. Serious. How has it been for you? Has it affected your life dramatically? Well, I mean, yes, it's affected our life in all the ways that it has for everyone else with everything closing and all the events canceling and all of that craziness. But honestly, it's been the best year for business for the growth of Flying Sparks. Right. Um, we had a handful of companies that we'd been working with previously come to us and say, all of our events that we put marketing dollars into have been canceled. So yeah. people are on their phones, people are getting entertainment through what you're doing. And we want to we want to yeah. support that. We want to channel some of that in some of that marketing dollar to yeah. you guys. So that That's felt awesome. super good. So we kicked in and we, we did a bunch of product videos for different companies and kind of like working on the backside of um, the business a lot to be able to do, do sustainable stuff with yeah. building flying sparks, which has been really, really cool. So overall, it's been great for us. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. I know it's, it feels weird to say that sometimes like, yes, obviously huge tragedy. Yes. There's just been a lot of awful, a lot of awfulness, but there's silver linings and it's been really interesting where people are finding their silver linings and, and what that benefit has been. So it's kind of, it's interesting been very interesting year <laughs> it <laughs> but, sure has but i'm glad it you're doing is. well that's awesome uh-oh you just froze sorry i had a oh. phone call come in <laughs> that's all right that's all right that's all right um so for those who are watching because i'm i'm assuming that not everybody who follows me knows you and vice versa so um in Let's go back a little bit and tell everybody what Flying Sparks is and when, why, what that's all about. Absolutely, yes. I, I had actually a, an onslaught of followers from your post. I was like, this is cool. Because, oh, good. Uh, you know, I, I think that you get into a niche of like, I got a lot of followers from like Freiburger and Finnegan sharing our adventures and stuff, but it's cool to have someone else in the industry share who you are. Because you get, yeah. I feel like there are different kind of channels of followers and people that 
um, follow different genres of our industry. So I was excited yeah. to see a bunch of new folks. So if, if oh, you guys are here, thanks for following along. Yay. So um, our history, so my husband's right over there in the kitchen. He's he's cooking us up some yummy food, one of his cooking. So um, thankfully, because I love eating. <laughs> that works out well. <laughs> That's Aaron. Um, so Aaron and I met when I was 14 and he was 17. We went oh to um, church youth group together. So I didn't know that. Walk, yeah, my sister and I would walk to the closest church and we didn't even go to that church. We just like wanted to hang out with our friends and we would go to youth group and that's where I met Aaron and he was so cool. It's like a skater dude, you know, and I was 14 and I was like, you know, a dork and didn't even think that boys would look at me. Um, but Aaron was really sweet. And, and one day after youth group, he was like, Hey, do you want me to drive you home? And I was like, Oh my God. And I was like, Abby, ride with Travis, which is a friend of ours, like a, a you know, a common friend. And Abby was like, Emily, oh my gosh. I was like, it's like three blocks, like chill out, you know? And so, um, Incidentally, he was driving in 1978 Datsun 280Z. Finley, you're making noise. Ah, puppy's saying Finley. hello. Hi, Finley. He's making noise in the chair next to me. Sorry, right, my cat um, will probably show up at some point. He's been being an attention hog recently. <laughs> so um, I drove home with Aaron in the Datsun. And um, really, the rest was history, dude. Like, we just hung out. He would come over to my house and I would make big fires in our fire pit in the backyard. And my parents thought he was just the sweetest boy. And I did too. And um, man, we we bought the adjoining property to my family's property when I was 19. Oh, wow. And he was 22. We weren't married yet. We, we got engaged. Um, the first started the same inky, dorky girl. Like... Okay, I guess I'll do this modeling thing. People tell me I'm tall and skinny and I can do it. I'll try. <laughs> so, um, so I started modeling at the same time as he and I started dating. And when I was 17, I went to Milan, Italy for work. And he was like, Emily, I really want people to know that you're taken and that you're going to come home. So, you know, and we had already talked about getting married. I mean, like, I was like, yeah, of course, we're getting married. Then so... He gave me a ring. We got engaged when I was 17. Oh, um, but we we really had no, like, plans of the marriage, like, or the wedding. We are just kind of like, oh, when it happens, it happens. We were in no hurry. But um, we bought our house. The house next to my parents came up for sale. So we were like, we got to do this. And so then about a year later, after everybody was like, you kids are living together and you ain't married. We're like, okay, <laughs> we'll do the whole thing. So um, I had no so, idea. What a cute story. I like, mean, it's so great and now we've been married 12 years already that's amazing i i love Isn't it it was like love at first sight when you were like a wee itty bitty yeah. and it's I, lasted like what a yeah. like the dream fairy tale right seriously <laughs> i i mean even when i was like 15 i just had this realization i'm like oh my gosh i'm never gonna have to care what boys think about me not going to have to date. Like, I'm not going to have to go through all that stuff. Like, I got my dude and we're doing this. <laughs> and it was just so crazy. And I'm so thankful. I um, love that. 
So I know we're supposed to talk about Flying Sparks and how that all wound up coming about, yep. but I'm curious because you, before we get to that, like you, you talked about feeling like this awkward, tall, skinny kid and- Don't I am. And then you, well, no, you are gorgeous, first of all. You may be tall and skinny, but, <laughs> but you're gorgeous. But I think one of the things, you know, there's been a couple of comments like she's always so happy and she's just got such a great presence and she's confident and all of these great things. And I think the perception is that to be a model, you have to be super confident. And so I'm curious, it didn't sound like you were when you got into modeling. I'm curious how you feel like did modeling affect your confidence? How did you make that transition to being comfortable in your own skin, which I think so many teenagers particularly struggle with? Oh, absolutely. It's such a good question. Um, and I get asked all the time, moms wanting to get their daughters into modeling and acting. And, and I, I just advocate for it so much because it's contrast. The industry is really hard. But it's such good contrast to um, being around people that know you or people that you meet on the street. You're never going to have to deal with, I mean, it, people write ugly stuff on the internet all the time, but rarely will they ever say it in person. But growing up in the fashion industry, going to castings, they would straight up be like, yeah, you're too fat or you're too skinny or we don't like your face or your hair is thin or your eyebrows yeah. are a weird shape. And the first few times I just would walk out of these places and go, I'm not doing this. This is not okay. But it was really interesting because I had an agency that believed in me and they would always say, you know, you may not be the right person for this job, but you may be the exact person that the, the next casting director is looking for. So as I gained more confidence going in and saying, you know, Emily, what they feel about you doesn't really reflect who you are as a person. Yeah, they may say you're, you're too fat. You might not fit in their clothes. It might be true but it, that doesn't matter for who you are. And so um, it just, it began to grow me into a person that was okay hearing no. And even today, like when I'm working with companies or I'm, you know, sending a proposal, I am totally cool with them being like, you don't have enough followers. You don't have enough um, impressions. You don't have enough views because I could do better with all of that. So yeah, cool. All right. Well, maybe down the road we'll work together. You know, so there's always going to be rejection around every corner. But if you look for it and you keep trying, you will book jobs and you will find people that believe in you. And you just can't take that judgment upon yourself and feel like, well, I'm a piece of shit because nobody will hire me. You know, it's right. not true. No, absolutely. <laughs> so what a valuable life lesson. And I didn't necessarily think that that would be a lesson that one would get from modeling, but it absolutely makes sense. Like that's... Oh, yeah. Oh, That's yeah. what you had. You had the support of an agency, but what do you feel? Cause I think this applies in life too. Like, what do you feel it was in you that allowed you to keep going back even after those, those first couple of times where it was so hurtful? Like what was that drive in you that made you go, now I'm doing it. Well, um, so another interesting element to my life is I was homeschooled. So my mom and dad took my sister and I out of public school. I was in third grade and my sister was in first when we homeschooled, started homeschooling. And they really focused a lot on having character and, and 
having a foundation of confidence. So it wasn't so much that they focused on the studies and knowing everything about the subjects and passing tests. It was about what makes you tick? What excites you? And how can we find how to hone that and be an ambitious person that asks good questions and finds mentors and feels excitement about certain subjects. So yeah, I that's think that's a beautiful that, thing. I mean, it was awesome. Can we uh, get them to write the curriculum for the rest of our world now? Cause that like, can you imagine a world full of kids who are taught like find your niche, find your personality, love yourself. Like what an amazing concept. I know, absolutely amazing. And I know it, it wouldn't work for every family, but my parents just, they were just awesome and they still are. And they just infused us with so much love and so much um, compassion and, and courageousness that they were just like, if this, if this is exciting you, like I remember mom telling me, like I'd be crying, like, you know, I went to this audition and, you know, they said this and, and I didn't have what they wanted and I, I don't think I can do it again. And, and she'd be like, well, if you don't want to do it again, don't do it. But you did have a lot of fun on that one job that you booked. You know, <laughs> you, you, you came home and you felt really great about that. And there'll probably be more of those. And if you stick with this, you'll probably, you know, book more jobs and, and, you know, you could do this for a long time. And, and so she just, had this gentle way of reminding me of who I wanted to be. So like, even today, it's hard not to compare yourself to other people, you know, in the industry, um, other women, other, um, just other badasses that you, I mean, you should admire and you do admire, but at times you just get in these ruts where you're like, dang it, I want to have that that many followers or that many comments or that many shares. Right. And so, I mean, th that's the world we're living in. And especially totally. if you're trying to build a business around it or, or yeah. um, survive on this brand that you want to see be successful. Right. You get and I think if we fall victim to that, like imagine, oh. you know, teenage girls who, oh, yeah. and boys who are now living their lives digitally and seeing Heavy social media, stuff. that's all they see. And yeah, that comparison is, it's easy to fall victim to that. It's easy to fall into that rut. Yep. Yep. That is so, so cool. So I, I think that what kept me going back was remembering that what, what persistence could be was a really good payoff. And yeah, I'm probably going to get rejected more and people are probably going to tell me no or insult me, but like that's on them. Like that's their loss. I could be great for them and I could, you know, be, be my best and they just don't know. And that's okay. So that's awesome. um, I, I, I think love that, it. that trying to find that within today's world is pretty tricky, but it's worthwhile. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's absolutely cheers to that. That is a beautiful, beautiful thing. <laughs> I see my friend Chad commenting and he's a dude model. He goes, Emily, are you qualified for this? <laughs> he's a turd. He's been my fake husband on countless photo shoots. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> he's a Land Cruiser guy. He's awesome. Nice. Emily's we, qualified we for whatever she sets her mind to. <laughs> yeah. Chad, you're awesome, dude. That's cool. So, so tell us about Flying Sparks now. Getting back to that. Yeah. Flying Sparks Garage yes. is what? <laughs> okay, so um, 
Aaron had done a bunch of diesel swaps early on. Uh, it was probably, what year was it? 2000? 2001? Uh, it was later than that. It was probably 2006. 2006? Yep. Um, he had done a bunch of come and swaps on various vehicles, and he was like, I'm going to start a YouTube channel doing this. And so he did and he started making videos and it was a thing until he decided eh, I'm getting all of these people wanting me to do diesel swaps and I can't make any money doing it it's dead in the road I'm not doing this and so he he quit doing those videos um years down the road he had gotten me headers for Christmas for Roxy and we had her on the dyno and um the oil system just took a dump like Oil, oil pressure dropped and we had just done a dyno pull and it was like 460 horse to the tire. I felt great about it because it was just a Bolton's car. And I was like, get it, Roxy. And then the down rev came and it was like, kaka, kaka, kaka. and I was like, oh, shut it off, shut it off. And I just stood there and all these dudes like standing around the car, they all just kind of like backed away. They were like, oh, no. <laughs> and that was a really tough day because we, we put Roxy on the trailer and I was like, so sad. Aaron was like, so where do you want to go get food? And I'm like, I can't freaking eat, babe. Roxy's broken. This is not okay. So, uh, so um, MG Treat just said, I love Flying Sparks Garage. Thank you. <clears throat> so, um. After a couple of days, after I was able to take a step back and be like, we got to do something positive with this, you know, engine taking a shit, like, so intensely. Um, so I was like, okay, I want to go with a bigger motor. I want more displacement. I want to get some really rad parts, and I want to do a YouTube channel. And so Aaron was like, let's do it. So um, that was the beginning of Flying Sparks Garage. And my friend Dale, who he, we actually were at his house today. We dropped off all of the footage from race week. Nice. Um, he's yeah. going to edit it for us for that series. Um, he, he and I met in the fashion industry. He worked for Pennies. And <clears throat> he um, came out to our shop and he shot the intro for us. And he helped, he actually built the uh, In the Shop with Emily logo and that little animation that sweeps by the screen. He helped a whole bunch early on and was one of the first people to be like, Emily, you got to do this. And I'm like, I'm just going to make some videos. And he's like, no, you got to call it a show. It's got to have a name. You've got to do like, you've got to make it a series. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm a little nervous. And so <laughs> he was so awesome and supportive. And he's That's still, cool. um, right. and so that was the beginning of the show. And the first, the first sort of um, season of it, it was just me building Roxy's motor. So that was great. Um, really short videos, like just didn't talk much because I was nervous to say the wrong things and be ridiculed. Now I just say the wrong things and I <laughs> ridicule is just, it's just there. Um, <laughs> but but uh, um, the second season, I was like, Aaron, you've got to be on the screen with me because I don't want people to think I'm out here by myself. I don't want to be a poser and like, I'm a girl out here in the shop all by myself. It's not the way it is. Like Aaron is the one that got me into cars. He educates me. He, he and I research things together and he's just freaking awesome. And I'm like, you need to be on here. Plus he like balances me out. He's very <laughs> sarcastic, quiet, direct, um, just 
witty, you know, I'm just a doofus and say goofy stuff constantly. He, if he says a joke, you're like, you got to pay attention because <laughs> <Right. laughs> and you got to, you got to pay attention to it. Um, so our, our, our personalities just balance each other out. I think. Um, I think so too. So you guys have something great going with your, your chemistry together and what you're doing. And I have to say, like, I, I want to applaud you and acknowledge, like, I really appreciate the fact that you you share your struggles and you share when things don't go well just as much as you share when things do go well and I love I love the honesty of no I'm not a professional mechanic I really love cars I'm learning come learn with me and and come along on the journey and I I, I think it's really just a beautiful thing that you are just 100% authentic about who you are what your knowledge base is. And, and I, I think that's a beautiful thing. So I want to acknowledge and applaud you on that. You've done something Thank wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much. That means a lot. It, it's, uh, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, I think I'm just going to Google this and like recite it because I don't want to sound like an idiot. Then I'm like, oh yeah, I got to be honest and be myself and just be like, right. As I go. Because well, a lot of times it would be so much easier to just regurgitate some information and act like I know what I'm doing, you know? Right. Yeah. And, but, you know, there's this balance of like, learn stuff. I do need to learn stuff as I go and not just be a complete, you know, imbecile in the shop, but you are, you are far from a complete imbecile in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I also, you know, want to be real and be like, I've never done this particular job. Um, yeah. Actually, I did, I, I did read someone, I, I, almost missed it but someone was asking what rear end is in roxy um oh yes mg trait what rear end is in roxy built cts v v2 no so the rear end that i have in roxy is from g-force and it's a strange nine inch center section but g-force built the housing to where it bolts into the gto so nice. the direct bolt in and the half shafts are also from g-force and awesome. the coilovers of a lot of rear suspension from g-force um but it's a sick rear end oh rear i'm differential. sure <laughs> <laughs> differential i had to redo that a whole bunch and uh, filming <laughs> like what about this nine inch and rocks and what like, yeah i'm gonna put this rear, yeah, rear i know we gotta be so careful rear differential <laughs> right because even <laughs> when we're using like the real terminology for stuff it just sounds different when we say it oh yeah because I'm pretty convinced that everything, every term in the automotive world was come up by, with by like a 13 year old boy. And it is so hard, like working on set so many times, I'm like, so we're just gonna remove the shaft. I mean, damn it, what do I call it? That doesn't sound dirty. <laughs> what do you have to lube the shaft? I mean, I know. how do you say it? I mean, and, and I'm, I'm like, my inner child is totally a 14 year old boy too. So I'm totally like, I'll say stuff and then I'll be like, <laughs> oh, I know, I know. We really try to keep our show very family friendly, but early on we did some goofy stuff and yeah. like, that's it, funny. It's hard not to. It is. Well, and there's also like funny things like you can just be talking about this or that and we're going to, you know, Hey, are you ready to stab this tranny? And we're going to put that. And then they're like, Oh gosh. Taken out of context, that sounds real bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. So funny. Um, somebody asked, actually a couple of people have asked now, what happened to Live Love Wrench? Yeah. So Live Love Wrench, Aaron and I were really, really particular about that show and about the flow of it. And so I think, honestly, it didn't have enough drama and end of the seat 
nail biter vibe right. to, to make it. I don't know. I mean, I had emailed um, my main contact, um, Sam Weckerly, at, at um, Discovery, and I'm like, okay, dude, like, what's the story with Live Love Ranch? And he was like, honestly, the audience just wasn't there for your show. So that is what I was told. Now, I don't know, honestly, like if, if yeah. that's 100% um, the reason that they didn't re renew it. But um, at this point, we're cool. Like yeah. our, our goal is to build Flying Sparks and build the YouTube series where we have full control over the content and yeah. what we work on, you know, shooting Live Love Wrench was really fun because we loved the people. I mean, it's the same folks that you shoot, um, yeah. that you shot All Girls Garage with. I mean, they're precious folks and super passionate about what they do and love them so much. But we weren't able to work on any of our own cars. So that was kind of hard. I mean, the different projects, while we had fun working on them, it, it wasn't the same as working in our shop on our cars that we could go beat on and have no remorse, you know? Right. <laughs> so there were all those little elements where it was it was just kind of hard and not yeah. the same. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting. So there's there's it's like two <laughs> completely different worlds. Like the the folks who watch TV and Motor yeah. Trend and versus yeah. folks who watch YouTube. And I feel like there's not a ton of crossover. Like I know so many people who don't ever watch TV. They only watch YouTube, and then right. vice versa only watch TV and never watch YouTube. So I feel like it's very different audiences. And I feel like what you have is, is very much a YouTube audience focus. I and I think they really I appreciate that, but you're right. It's not like, and I, I, I feel that way sometimes too. Like I'm not a, I'm not a character in the way that I think TV likes, right? Like that right. TV on, it's like the, the cliff, like you said, the cliffhanger and the drama and the whatever. I'm like, yes. I just like fixing cars. <laughs> yeah, like initially, whenever we first got TV offers, it was just kind of like, they asked, do you guys have a shop in town that you're competitive with? I'm like, guys, we're not, you know I mean? Like we said no to so many yes. pitches and, and we oh, still, yeah. Like we try and humor the production companies when they're like, this is going to be the next hit series or <laughs> ready for a Skype. We're going to send it to the, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, yeah. we do them, but it's kind of like, I know that they find talent on YouTube. Um, and so they're wanting to, you know, these production companies, they mean so well, they totally. really, but, but it doesn't always cross over. <laughs> it's just not our jam. I mean, there, there could be a show that comes up that I'm like, that sounds badass. I can't wait to shoot that. Yeah. And I've done a few things for TV that I'm like, this is really fun and cool. Yeah. Or they just make it worth my time. Like I just give them a big number right. and then they're like, okay, let's do it. And I'm like, where do you want me to be and when? <laughs> right. Work. Absolutely. Uh, because I mean, for me, it's experience. And it's also like, if it has to do with cars, I'm going to make the best of it. It's going to be awesome. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I feel you. Like they, I got approached by so many producers before All Girls Garage and they mm -hmm. all wanted the drama. The, oh, yeah. like, we're going to put six women in a house together and they're going to open up their own shop. And I'm like, you want pillow fights, not car content. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. <laughs> no, no. So, yeah. they turn, turn you against each other. Right. Like I have no interest in- Did you hear in... what Carla said about you? <laughs> 
no thank you not interested <laughs> it is hard enough for women in this industry i don't need to make it any harder <laughs> no kidding oh my gosh <laughs> so i want to ask you because you're you come from kind of a different perspective than a lot of the ladies that i've had on the show um on this show on this happy hour um we'll call it a show that yeah. works um you know mostly you know women who are who are turning wrenches or painting cars or you know professionally that's their full-time gig and and you're like a professional hobbyist DIYer professionally yeah. it's you know, you're kind of in this interesting niche but so I'm curious your perspective on this and I, I actually just got off another podcast where we were talking about this what do you feel like are the biggest challenges facing women coming into the industry in in today's day and age like where where are we failing in attracting women where is it the schools is it the parents is it the, is it a lack of interest is it the industry as a whole like where do you feel like that the biggest challenges are hmm. well of course that's multifaceted there's so many elements there yeah. i think so like you said i'm not a professional mechanic but i do make money wrenching because yeah. of the business that I've tried to set up here. Like, yeah, we want to build stuff and adventure for our, like, that's where we want our income to be. And the way that social media is now, it's possible. You know, totally. people, people make bank posting booty pics. Why can't we make bank doing cool stuff with cars? Right? Cheers. <laughs> Dang. Agreed. Um, <laughs> so that was a little bit degrading. I didn't mean it like that. Sorry, ladies. But um, the for me, I think that <clears throat> communicating the sense of accomplishment that women can feel doing something that's like a man's job, something that's nitty gritty. It's hard, you know, torque wrenches and lugging big tires around is not easy like women's bodies are just kind of different so there are challenges but when you overcome them and you get around and you do like badass stuff you're like it keeps you up at night you are stoked and i think i don't i don't really know how we can do that with the school system or with some type of education but I think, and a lot of car girls probably would agree, like the sense of accomplishment when you do something that's rad is so cool. And yeah. um, I think that women can do that and make money and, you know, professionally, or they do what, what Aaron and I have done, build a brand around doing stuff that makes you tick. If it's yeah. cars, if it's motorcycles, if it's boats, if it's airplanes, I mean, the, the social media world has created this platform for the, I mean, you can't get around it, the influencer. That influences people and companies want to be a part of that. If you're doing really great stuff and you're doing it with passion, companies have marketing dollars to put behind the eyeballs that see you doing what you're doing. So, I mean, if that girl's passion is wrenching, yes, she could go get a job at a dealership and work on cars and you know maybe cameras aren't her thing or she doesn't want to do that yeah absolutely go get you know your traditional job um that is wrenching or a technical position um but 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like the sense of accomplishment is a huge thing. I think um, being intimidated is probably one of the biggest struggles and difficulties um, because it is so intimidating to do something that that traditionally is a, a man's job, position, yeah. you know, passion, whatever. Yeah. But I think we have to realize that men get intimidated too. Um, they they must stuff up or they don't know stuff just like we do. And I have yeah. to remind myself of that too because I get down and I'm like, oh, I wish I wasn't such a doof. <laughs> like you know there's dudes that you know do the same have the same issues you know or yeah. same same problems it's not because you're a female <laughs> Aaron just said or fake it <laughs> right um, yeah. I think that's such an important point though because I think often people ask me all the time like you know how we can be more accommodating and accepting of women as an industry and I'm like let's look at how we can just be more accommodating and accepting of people as yeah. an industry like why do we play jokes on young upcoming technicians and tell them to go turn on the reverse air or swap up their summer air to their winter air or fill their blinker fluid? Like, why do we make jokes like that? Why do we feel the need to intimidate people who are expressing yeah. an interest in our trade, male or female, you know? Yep. I, I completely agree. I, I, I want to see more people be passionate about the trades um, because they're so great i mean that's what our country's built around is people that the the trades people yeah. that get out there and hustle and make stuff happen yep absolutely do you get mess i would imagine that you get messages often of you know people saying like you've inspired me or you've inspired my kid do you get those oh my gosh <laughs> i cry all the time i'm i'm there and will be talking to me and i'm just like I mean, did you read this one? <laughs> You're gonna read this one because it's just the freaking coolest. Like, golly, dads that their daughters weren't interested in cars until watching our show and like our yeah. little niece. And um, I love watching you with your niece. Like, uh, I love that so much. I think that's like some of the best content that you put out personally. Oh, I'm biased, but I think that's awesome. Like, she's so rad. But yeah, I mean. It's the coolest. And I, and I think that's one of the reasons why I, I always try and remember, be honest that you don't know everything. Because yeah, there's a lot of experts that watch our stuff that could judge me for doing something wrong or not, you know, not getting my torque sequence down or whatever. But there's also a lot of people that don't know what they're doing that are inspired by me going, I'm just gonna go with this and da 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 da. And then two episodes later, we're out adventuring in that vehicle. Like there's a lot of people that have projects sitting in their garage for years on end not finishing them because they're afraid of doing something wrong or they don't feel like they have enough or they feel like their parts aren't good enough or there's all kinds of reasons and like we just put our junk together and go adventure in it and a lot of times it's imperfect as heck but yeah. we still go adventure but aren't we all yeah. <laughs> like aren't we yeah. all yes yeah i love it that's that's very cool so so what's like what's on the docket for you what's coming up like what should we be looking out for for you well i don't know if you saw the boat stuff but i saw a little bit about that yes tell me about the boat, the boat. <laughs> yeah so Aaron and i have always had boats and this one boat that we found was such a good deal and and uh we shot a video on it and it happened to be like the most successful video we've ever freaking posted of all time. And I shot it, the whole thing with my iPhone. I love it. 
craziness. So <laughs> we've got this really cool boat and we we want to go adventure in it more and it needs it needs some work. It needs a, a various a sundry of just fixer upper kind of stuff. Um it's that's why you got a good deal on it. <laughs> we, exactly. We got such a good deal on it. Um, <laughs> it's a ninety eight model so it's 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 not old old but it's not new. So um, we've got a list of things that we want to do to the boat to be wrenching on it. And then we've also got a lot of suggestions of people that want to see us go to various bodies of water. Okay. And I'm saying, dude, if people love watching videos of us, like the kindest comments of all time on our boat episodes. Interesting. Chilling and enjoying and having family on the water and reflecting on what's most important in life like wrenching on cars and adventuring in cars is so much fun but there's also this need to unplug sometimes Amen. and while we aren't fully unplugging because i'm filming for eric i know i'm like wait a second like, you're making so content like, out of I'm, this i'm finally gonna get her away from all those cameras and we can chill out no i'm like <laughs> it's so good Aaron. let's go shoot more he's like <laughs> Let's go, babe. Oh, my goodness. But, no, I mean, we're going to be doing more boat stuff. Um, we've got a enclosed trailer that we're going to be restoring. It's it's Ooh. a fixed rubber. We got a good deal on it, too. Not as nice. good as the boat, but it was still a good deal for a 40-foot enclosed. Nice. Oh, Aaron says I need to talk about the boat more. Come over here. And... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. Come and say hi. <laughs> He's got more okay. boat information. The, the boat, like, I mean, you think ski boat, right? Not a ski boat. 28 foot, three beds, bathroom, all this stuff. We paid five grand for this thing. Nice. And That's amazing. It's, yeah. It's <coughs> the ball on it. That is incredible. Well, you've got your work cut out for you, I'm sure, though. I've seen some pictures of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's really, really fun. But, it, but that's the fun good. of it. What's that? I said, that's the fun of it, is the, the project, the... That's right. And, and so the, the boat is mostly good, but we're dealing with, like, silly stuff, like some injectors overfueling and stuff like that. And that all makes just such good videos, and we want to oh, fix it. Totally. And it's a super archaic old fuel injection, so that's going to be super fun. <laughs> of course. That's going to be a blast. <laughs> yeah. Yay. I think it's extra cool, though, because I feel like, I don't know, for me, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like once I learned how to work on cars, it was like, everything else became less scary to me. Um, see, I told you he'd make an appearance at some point. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, everything else became less scary. It's like that realization that everything was put together by somebody, which means I can take it apart and put it together again. And while I may not know boats, or I may not, you know, I specialize in BMW. I didn't necessarily know domestic cars, but I know I can figure it out. And so I think it's really yeah. cool to show that transfer of knowledge. Like, okay, I don't know this, but I can figure this out. Get out of there, cat. Um, he's, he's like trying to like touch the screen. I'm like, this is not going to work. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a really cool thing to be able to show that once you learn a skill, how much that transfers into other areas. That's it. And that's what we do on our channel so much. It's like, do we know what we're doing? Probably not. But the base knowledge is totally thing. Like, you just figure it out. Yep. Like it's wrenches or wrenches, bolts or bolts. Amen. 
if you can have some guidance from a company that's built this product or if you just have the ability to dissect it and figure out what's going on, then we'll figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's that knowing, having the confidence in the basics, right? <laughs> like I haven't worked on everything. And people are always asking me like what my favorite car is and what my, you know, <laughs> I just, it's all nuts and bolts. Like I enjoy taking things apart and putting them back together again and knowing that I can bring it back to basics no matter what it is. Like four strokes are four strokes. Like nuts are nuts and bolts are bolts. Like it, you can yeah. figure it out once and you break it down to up, basics. And if you step up, it can be replaced. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. In fact, the more you F up, the more you will learn. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. I love it. I'm so excited about your boat. I'm gonna go outside. We're excited okay. too. He's got <laughs> stuff on the grill. Yep. Oh, I'm yes. Don't burn it. Don't burn dinner. Mama's going to be mad. Hey, if you burn look dinner. at the front door. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll be working on the 40 foot trailer and um, we're going to add living quarters to it and it's nice. going to haul at least one car, possibly awesome. two. Um, so that'll be really fun and cool. Um, and then we, we got the Bronco driving, but the Bronco has super sketch suspension, like <laughs> it's bad and brakes. The brakes are bad too. So, um, while we just did an engine swap and fuel injection on it, did you come in back? Um, the suspension needs love. So we're going to be working on Bronco suspension. Okay. The poor, the poor Dotson's been sitting a year because I ripped the transmission out of it to put in Roxy before drag week last year. And it's oh, just wow. been sitting on the floor, that poor transmission. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> there's always something. So we got to know it. Going. What's that? So we'll get the Dotson back up and going. And... Beautiful. Mm -hmm. All right. So lots of fun projects. And all of this will be, of course, documented on Flying Sparks Garage, right? Oh, yes. Very oh, yes. cool. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> Any events that you're going to be doing that people can come and see you at? <clears throat> hmm. You know, I don't know of any right now that, that are in my head that we're going to be going to. However, yeah. we are pretty spontaneous. If um, someone invites us to something and it can work, then we might just jump in the little airplane and come see um, what's up or if it's something we can drive to. Um, Bert01234 just asked, what about the Chevy Love? And uh, the Chevy Love is such a sweet little pickup. And it actually <laughs> might be getting some love, too. Actually, might be getting some little little bit of attention. Um, it's got an iMark diesel in it, and the size turbo is wrong for it. So it's super weird, like low boost because the turbo is too big. So we need to yank that motor out. And it's also got a really bad leak with the oil pan. So we need to yank that motor out and degrease <clears throat> everything and then fix the oil pan replace the turbo and then it's got really bad dry rotted tires so it'll probably do tires um it never ends the, does the it love need, the love needs attention as well you're right <laughs> the love needs love it does <laughs> it love never it never ends like the the project cars like they, they it's it's always something isn't it oh yes they're <laughs> never done and even when you think they're done they're not done nope Nope, because then there's always something you want to improve or do better. Like people, Absolutely. you know, ask about even like the montage that we did in 2017. I'm like, no, it's yes. not done. They're like, but it unveiled at SEMA. I'm like, but that doesn't mean it's done. Like <laughs> I, the exhaust note isn't right. I want to change that. I want to re-engineer some stuff because I mean, and the, the list just never 
ever ends. True. True. <laughs> I'm scanning the comments to see if we missed any questions. Oh, I'm sure we did. I'm sure we yes. did. Yes. <laughs> I was trying to uh, watch them as we were talking, but multitasking is hard. Right. So the, I, lots of very sweet comments. Thank yes. you guys so much for all the support. Everybody loves you. <laughs> well, I love them too. So I'm curious in like you do you do all of this teaching with your nieces and like showing them and having them work in the garage. How old are they? So my niece Alaya who lives right next door, she will be 9 next okay. month. Okay. And so she she was four whenever we started the channel. So she was like a little tot and she was yeah. in the very first episode sitting on the 408 stroker. Love it. Being real cute. <laughs> and then our other niece, Sophie, she was in an episode recently. She and her mom just moved here from Houston. So they're going to be around more. So awesome. Sophie is seven. Okay. Probably close to eight. Okay. But she's, she's a year younger than Alaya. Awesome. And then we have a baby niece, baby Lily. That, oh. And she's, she's just one year old. Oh. So a little young yet to but be in the garage. But she'll be out in the shop soon enough. So do, do you find, like, there's a natural, like, are they curious? Are they interested? Like, for, for parents who are wanting to introduce, especially their, their girls or their yeah. kids in general to automotive, like, how, how, <laughs> how has that experience been, their interest level in it? And do you see it changing as they get older? maybe approaching their you know they're getting to teen years soon um, right. <laughs> they're in that no, tweener so age <laughs> so crazy well you know her her interest has changed like whenever she was young young she was really all about I'll do it myself I'll do it myself you know like it had the ratchet you know above her head and, and she was you know doing it herself I love and, it um now she's she's a little more apprehensive like she she kind of understands the weight of it all. Like when we were building Roxy's motor this time last year before drag week, she helped me set the pistons in the engine. Like she, I mean, she did a lot with me. I love and it. She, she knew that it was serious stuff. Like she wasn't, <laughs> she, she was pretty aware. And I was like, dude, we got to make sure, you know, all these bearings are properly greased. And like, this is really important. And she's like, you know, she was pretty serious about it. Um, and so I think it's, it's, it's partially like finding the fun in it, but then also giving them enough responsibility to where when they finish, they're like, man, that was cool. You know, like that sense of accomplishment I was talking about. Um, I think that's huge, um, especially for little girls. I think little boys can be so crazy and all over the place and they're like, raw trucks, you know, engines, whatever, <laughs> um, like our little, um, so he's, he's, he's a best friend of Aliyah. His name's Jax. He's, he's in the shop a lot with us too. And he's just like all over the place, you know, he's, he's <laughs> a little dude. You're like, Hey, call your jets, bro. Um, but he's like, he's all about it too. So, you know, that's, there's, there's variances of their passion. And, um, yeah. I don't, I don't know what I would say to, to parents that their kids just don't seem interested other than, Hey, we should go adventure in this car. Think about all the road trips. Think about all the ice cream, you know, adventures we could go on. Now you gotta help me put these wheels and tires on her. We gotta, we gotta do these brakes. Come on, let's go. I yeah. need your help. Um, 
that's cool. That's, like, that's great that advice. No, that's that's great advice. And I, I also really appreciate the the sentiment about the sense of accomplishment. And I think you're right, like particularly for girls, I think that's more of a thing, especially when they're young. I, I had a shop owner reach out to me recently. He's got a young female technician working for him and he's like, she's got such promise, but she's kind of struggling and I don't know how to help her. And and so through talking through all of it, like where she was lacking was the the sense of accomplishment and the the kind of celebration at the end. And I'm like, when when they're baby techs and their kids and they're like giving giving them that acknowledgement when they accomplish something, like the high five, the you did a great job, like you you totally rocked that job and like giving them that ownership and that sense of I did that thing. Yeah. Right. And that's what builds yeah. the confidence and the desire to do more. Exactly. Yep. yep. Exactly. <laughs> Very Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. So we don't have much longer because Instagram likes to cut us off. So um, let's see, what are, what are my final questions for you um, in our last few minutes here? Um, number one, most important, I want to remind everybody who you are and where they can find you. So where can everybody find you and, and follow up with you and catch up with you? Absolutely. So my username on Instagram is I'm Emily Reeves. And then on YouTube, you can follow us and all of our adventures if you search Flying Sparks Garage. And uh, on Facebook, it's Emily Williams Reeves. Um, but I don't use Facebook that much. I just share my Instagram posts to Facebook and kind of try and Guilty. keep God's happy. <laughs> Facebook's kind of a... Oh, it's so much. Us. It's <laughs> so much between the YouTube and the Instagram and the Facebook and I'm doing TikTok now and like, oh my God, it's so much. <laughs> I don't know how yeah. you do it I all. I haven't gotten into the TikTok world. I feel like I would become obsessed with it and be like. I, I kind of have. I'm not going to lie. I was, a, I was I, super hesitant to do it and then I joined and I'm like, this is awesome. Why haven't I joined this sooner? It's so much fun. I know I'd be on it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I have another thing I was obsessed with, and Aaron would be like, really, Emily? You're putting me on this? <laughs> so final words of wisdom. Let's go with that. Last, last words of wisdom to, to somebody who maybe hasn't done any exploring of getting into cars, getting hands dirty and working on things, but is interested. What's your recommendation on how, how do they get started? Well... I, I guess what I would say is find something that you're interested in, whether it's a car or an event or a type of racing or something and be brave and just start sending messages to people that you admire and just say, mm -hmm. I don't know anything about this, or I'm really passionate about this. What can you tell me that I need to know? Like we have resources at the tips of our fingers with social media and yeah. And so many people that are really successful at certain things, when someone messages them with genuine, authentic interest and appreciates their time, not, not deserving of that, like, tell me what I need to know to start a YouTube channel. I'm like, find it out yourself. That's what I did, bro. <laughs> Amen. But I feel that sometimes. I'm like, I'm freaking did a bunch of research you can too you know right here let me but google that for you <laughs> there's, there's a balance of um there's 
this balance of asking people that you admire for guidance. And a lot of those people will respond to you and will hit you back and be like, hey, you know, there's an event coming up next week and why don't you come join? You can watch. Or, you know, if you're wanting to learn how to drive a stick, like, you know, I've got an old junkie car. We can teach you. You know, there's so many people and things and places that you can learn that you just have to be courageous and realize, hey, it's okay to not know stuff. Ask questions and do it with confidence because there's so much information out there to be had. And, and if you go about it with confidence and passion, then chances are you'll, you'll get good results. That is beautiful and fantastic advice. I absolutely love it. And yes, nobody goes this road alone. <laughs> We, we go it with friends and with peers and with people that we call when we bump our head against the wall and don't know something. And, and absolutely, we're all in this together. So I appreciate that, that advice tremendously. That's fantastic. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in, for everybody who joined in. I want to thank you, Emily, for agreeing to join me for a drink. Um, you're going to have to DM me your address so I can send you a lovely Girl Gang Garage happy hour glass as a thank oh, you. <laughs> um, we need to catch up more because I love chatting with you and you're a rock star and I wish you all the best. Thank you so much, Bogie. Huge congrats to you two on such an awesome career. You are killing it, dude. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. <laughs> Cheers. And go enjoy that lovely dinner that your husband just made for yes. you. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Take care. Bye, guys. Night -night.